purification plan, <laughs> Taman's cringe drama. You know, I got all this stuff down. This is gonna be so much fun. Ooh, this is gonna be a mess, child. Welcome to another episode of <laughs> The Shiny Print. I hate you. I'm looking down at what I'm writing. God dang it. Okay, hey y'all. A Black Shawl podcast with our second ever subunit episode. <laughs> this subunit is called the The Bad and Bougie Subunit. AKA it's me, Tara, here and Kat and Hazel. Yep. <laughs> Hence the bad and bougie. Um, <laughs> nobody better. When I spend my entire uh, tax refund on a luxury vacation, nobody oh. talks to me. <laughs> I know that's right. You deserve. I deserve. I deserve. stories on Instagram. Yeah, I've been to Loom. I gotta go. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Also read that reference to Tank. What a toxic man. If you ever think about Tank's like discography, all of his songs are like super fucking toxic. <laughs> Maybe I deserve. You do what's deserve. What's that song really about? It's about him deserving to be cheated on because he's been he, so terrible. Because he's been cheating. <laughs> like, or that song he wrote about like killing his like, huh? Kill. Yeah, he has a song like an R and B song where it's like a uh, the woman he was dating he killed her husband. <gasps> oh, what's the name of that song? <laughs> <laughs> Take is a mess, man. I remember when that song used to come on Video Soul. Maybe I deserve. Uh, you do deserve because that was dirty. But yeah, um, a mess. I'm not sure what the song is called, but um, I definitely saw a TikTok about it, and I was like, um, the things that we let R&B dudes get away sing, with. I sing the about the, <laughs> the fact that we let Mr. Big sing a whole hip hopper. <laughs> no, no. Dun, 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 dun. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Well, well. I think I know you brother very well. Oh, no. You mistake me for somebody else. Fresh <laughs> <laughs> the whole fact that people, black people to this day will go to part to Ryan's, Cracker Barrel, wherever you want to go, go to Corral. And if that song comes on, they will sing the whole thing acapella to the top of their lungs. The that fact needs that to be a new TikTok trend. I've Preach. seen that. <laughs> Oh, I've seen so many videos. I got to find some. I've seen so many videos with that audio where they are playing. The girl is, uh, there's a girl with like half her face is a mustache. And the other half is like all done up. And she's turned her face and doing everything. I've seen that so much. But the, he he was a blueprint. We let him get away with that. And then they just, they opened the floodgates. Thought I told you last to get the Get to walking. walking. <laughs> I'm about to catch a cake. <laughs> in a lot of ways that was a precursor to smoking out the window 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Literally. Yes. You know, all this sing talking we see nowadays, we blame the Isley brothers. Ron Isley, we blame him for that. <laughs> oh, they had some bops, though. They had some bops. Still got some bops. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, so many songs are like samples from mm-hmm. the Isley mm-hmm. brothers. So, yep. Um, Speaking so... of samples, did you see uh, Stan Twitter go crazy over finding out one of Shiny songs was a sample? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it happens every year. Like literally not every I'm year, like every three to six months. I'm like, starting to get annoyed. <laughs> well, listen, I'm starting to get no, annoyed. listen. There are new shawals, new or taming, new stands that know about shiny and they listen to the music and they're like, "Wait a minute, you mean to tell me this is a sample?" It took me like I don't know, maybe a year or two before I found out about it. So a lot of people genuinely don't know. That, so just for the record, Juliet by Shiny, which is a legendary song in K-pop, is the one of the quintessential songs of their If you listen to this podcast, you knew. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you knew. But for those who don't, uh, Juliet is a sample of uh, Deal With It by Corbin Blue of High School And Corbin Blue fame. never spoke again. Let's, and I said that on Twitter. Some people were like, I said, that's the reason why we joked that ever since Juliet came out, Corbin Blue has not said a word, mumbled, sang another note <laughs> since that came out. <laughs> but honestly, okay, so uh, with the two songs, which one do you think is better? hate towards Corbin Blue. <laughs> Wait, explain why. Yes, him either. Me, but I have my own reasons. He just gives oh. me big, like annoying, light skinned man vibes. <gasps> okay, oh. we have the same reason. See, <laughs> you felt wait, he hasn't, he hasn't yes, said that, anything you're on my mind, but he hasn't like said anything or done anything to warrant that. You just think he just gives off that energy. Yeah. yeah, like no, uh, he, like, he hasn't <laughs> done anything. I don't think he's ever been like canceled for anything. Uh huh. Yeah. Or I, like he seems, I don't think he seems so. sweet to me. I had the biggest crush on him when that movie came out. I was like, who is this a, f- a fluffy haired cutie up in here? But yeah, I, but his dad, his dad is a amazing actor. I forgot his name, but his dad is an amazing actor. I've seen him on a lot of shows and commercials growing up. So I was like, that's his dad. Let me find his name, Lord. I don't want to. And also, him. I think his character in High School Musical runs uh, me the wrong way because I'm like to the stuff you know. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was me the entire every time you come on screen as I'm like, shut up. Like you know what? what? That's how I. I didn't even ever. I have never seen High School Musical all the way through. You but haven't. Of the clips I've seen, especially of Corbin Blue and that fucking music video for Deal with It. I'm just like, Ugh. you remind me of every disgusting light skinned man that like uh, used to run around popping girls bra straps in high school <gasps> stop it don't talk about him like that but i will say his father's name is david rivers an, an amazing actor and um i've seen his work so i just wanted to shout out mr rivers for that mm-hmm. so i didn't want his name to go not say it so yes um and did you see what was that other show he was in because his, his father played his dad in that show jump jump in oh yeah oh my god yeah yeah you saw i that? never i yeah. i never watched I did watch it once all the way through, but I don't remember it. And I think it's because Corbin. Corbin (laughs) Listen, maybe that movie was my like hate 
Corbin Blue origin story because I hated his character in that movie. Oh. <laughs> he was so annoying. I could not. You also, hated his character in Jumpy and Two? Yes. Wow. <laughs> you just hated it. But to circle back to what I said when I said I'm annoyed, I'm not annoyed by the discovery and excitement that people feel towards Shiny's discography. What I'm annoyed by is this new trend of like certain younger Shawals coming in and sharing this information as though they are the gatekeepers of that information. Uh... That's what bothers me because I'm just like... It's the way that they phrase these tweets, right? Like, it's never, oh my God, y'all, I just found out that uh, that this song is a sample of the 112 song. It's, did you know that Shiny has sampled a lot of famous other songs? Listen and follow this thread and, like, follow me for more Shiny facts. And it's just like, girl, you're 14 years old. Well, listen, when I was 14 years old and I found out some new information, I wanted to share with everybody. And if there's a way to get their followers up, I'm really not mad at that. I don't really think that's necessarily nasty to do it that way. But I can understand some people could be annoyed by it. But if a 14-year-old, they find out something new about their faves, they don't share it with everybody. I don't, but, yeah. but you're still just like giving them the benefit of the doubt. And I just don't... Uh, there you is don't? A, there is a very real malicious uprising of baby walls and i don't like it and Wait, i know really? i probably sound like a conspiracy theorist here but oh lord <laughs> no <laughs> what you mean? because like i i don't follow baby walls or the baby walls don't generally follow me so i don't know what yeah, i don't know either so they i don't follow them but every now and again <clears throat> their tweets about shiny will pop up and it usually will have little sprinklings of either things that aren't a hundred percent true or some sort of like reiteration of stuff somebody has already shared before like and then also there's blatant stealing of translations and blatant stealings of exact copies of stuff from tumblr and pretending to be the owner of those things. And that's okay. why I'm I just will like, say, I will say, stop, um, stop doing that. Stop <laughs> taking from Tumblr because I've seen my gifts floating around, my shiny gifts floating around. I haven't said anything. <laughs> I've seen I've seen people take like information from like trusted sources on Tumblr and like tweet it out as their own without crediting. I think that's really See, bad. that's what I'm annoyed by. I'm not annoyed by the discovery and the excitement about that discovery. It's what I'm annoyed by it. is stealing other people's explanations and content, lifting it right out and and not crediting those people. Right. Yeah, that that I have a really you know, good problem stealing, with. You know, the only plagiarism that's acceptable is when Shiny does it. So, baby, I realize <laughs> that realize you're not allowed to plagiarize if you're not in Shiny. I mean, you're fans of Shiny, but you're not in Shiny. Only Shiny can plagiarize. And for people who want to turn this sound bit into something else, this is a joke. <laughs> Inside joke with Shiny with Shawals. <laughs> but also, like, I've had a really good friend's translation stolen multiple times now. Mm-hmm. 
and it's annoying. It doesn't. And it always seemed to come from a certain faction of Shawl Twitter that is ran by teenagers and people in their early 20s and that's why it's starting to get on my nerves listen uh to the to the younger teenagers that listen to this when y'all do schoolwork, do they not tell you to cite the source do that in real life too because a lot of people don't like that you won't get a failing grade but you will get chewed out in the quotes please cite the source give people their correct credit you would not want that to you and that is hazel's teaching the youth moment 2022 thank you hazel and and to circle back to what kat said about tumblr y'all please stop pretending that you are the sort of first people to ever discover these things about jonghyun when there is so much stuff about him out there just and stop Let's... copying stuff from FY Jong and posting it as your own. Thank you. Yes. That's yes, all please. I'm trying to say. Credit FY Jong. Pre- credit all the pages that are giving out these facts and information that have found it and are sharing it with you. It's cool to find those things, but don't post it as your own because it's just that's just icky. <laughs> <laughs> And it's annoying. And it's annoying. It's only, it's annoying because I I know that certain people do that so that they can build a following and prop themselves up a certain way. And I just, it's, I don't like seeing that in like shawl, like shiny spaces in particular, because we already deal with enough. Like we Mm. don't need any more toxicity as a fandom. So you can build your, your 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 following, but do it on you know originality, please. Don't don't take that. Just don't take. Or just credit people. Just be like. Or just credit people. You can still like, build a following. It's like that way. hey, if you're really lazy and you know don't have the time to like watch all of Blue Night, I've you know created this thread where I frequently update it with factoids and statements that he made during Blue Night. Yes. Like, yes. They're all there. Do that. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't like just blatantly steal other people's work and then be like, "Yeah, did you guys know that such and such said this on Blue Night?" Yeah, I just think it's important that we talk about that. Like, just. Ugh! It just gets on my nerves. <laughs> and every, and just understand, everybody's not going to follow every shiny info page either. So you might be the source, but make sure you point to the original source too. Yeah, I don't think you'll lose any follow. I think some people don't do that because they feel like they're going to lose their followers, but it, it, it's still not cool. So you know, you trust me. Every, I'm everybody's not following every info page. So if you get something from someone, cite the source. You can still build a platform off of that. Yeah. All right. Um, so since this is obviously, you know, a subunit episode, um, we decided to do another, uh, Kwanya pink blood related, um, talking discovery statements, all of that. Um, and obviously if you follow any of us on the timeline, you heard us talking about the not- girl group anthem <laughs> the what the not girl power I still think it's a girl power anthem. that's right that's right that's right this is the girl fight <laughs>
got to be a what? Girl, fight anthem. Um, got the beat, which shout out to Mira, who tweeted, Step Back is the song that follows up Don't Call Me. It's Don't Call Me new girlfriend talking to that old girlfriend who keeps calling them. That was of course Superwoman Mira is a genius because that opened my eyes and it opened so many people's eyes. Everybody was like, wait a minute. Record wait a if the dots are connecting. I was like, wait a minute. That makes sense. Oh wow. Mira That's, genius. Yes, Mira big brain. Um, <laughs> And I like, first of all, the discourse about this song was very dumb. It continues to be very dumb. Um, because hating this song does not improve the material goods for women everywhere. So t- take your faux feminist takes and disperse, please. I mean, the thing that got me was that somebody was talking about so what's wrong with the song they're like well the you know the lyrics are misogynistic and everything like that and you know you're talking down on a woman and all this stuff and someone said so she's not supposed to stick up for her relationship for the sake of feminism she's not supposed to like stand up for herself because she doesn't want to put another woman down for the sake of fem- and it started getting into the thing and i was like what are we really I just I, I don't get it. I understand some people don't like the songwriter that wrote the song. But this songwriter that Not wrote this song that man. <laughs> the thing is <laughs> I saw that video. I understand some people don't like that and you know you have the right not to like that. But also they will hype the song they will hype the Boas Girls on Top song even though it was written by the same person. Like wait, you're you guys I think you're talking about Ryan June that people hate Ryan June because I don't think people hate um, no I saw some you, tweets yeah, and in the other Jin. one too they were um, talking about him as well and not me sticking up for a man but I'm just like they were we talking were about talking about you young Jin are you kidding me when people were literally praising him like two seconds ago for talking about and, that and all this other are you kidding someone brought yeah. that to my attention they were like I wish this girls on top uh, debut song was more like Boa's girls on top and then they would talk about this uh, you young Jen and I was and somebody pointed out well you young Jen wrote Boa's girls on top too <laughs> and because someone was like a man should not talk should not write girl anthem songs and then someone re- uh, quoted it saying well he wrote the girls on top that you're trying to compare to this song from Boa and it was they were and then they tried to backtrack and all this stuff and I'm just like I understand uh, what's his name Ryan June I understand y'all don't like the the person, but understand a lot of the, well, your favorite songs were written by him. So if you boycott well, the song, you I mean, gotta boycott he didn't your write the lyrics. He he's just the in lyrics. the production. Yeah, oh, he's, he's just in the production. production. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, the lyrics were by Yu Young Jin. Uh, who? Okay, so you got gotcha, you, um, got gotcha. you. One thing I'll to recap <laughs> for people who aren't on Stan Twitter but listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> lucky you, which is lucky you, which is something that I realized actually does happen. Uh, thanks to a different listener. Um, for a different for the NCT podcast, but basically. When the song was initially announced, everybody was excited for there to be the quote-unquote female version of Super M. 
But then a bunch of backtracking and bullshit behavior started because of the lyrics after the song debuted um, on the SM Town uh, New Year's Eve concert. Mm. Um, Particularly people had, first of all, people didn't like the song in general because uh, they're don't really understand uh, Dim Joins' production as an artist anymore. Side um, note, Dim Joints is as hype as ever, and I'm happy for him because he's getting them checks, and I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Um, I had I had several people try to tell me that this song uh, is, like, grating and doesn't make sense, and there are elements on it that they didn't like and there's they also seem to have an issue with the filter he put on top of the song and they claim that it made the girls voices sound shrill which I was like ironically as a non-girl group fan I thought they sounded great (laughs) um so Mm. that and they didn't sound shrill in comparison to what I think shrill girl group music sounds like Mm. um Mm -hmm. so you know the song got a lot of haters because they don't really understand dim joints uh production as a producer um see also i.e see also a sticker um and you can also kind of understand what dim joints is doing if you are a fan of uh old school southern rap like ludicrous and stuff oh you mean like uh what is it uh the south got something to say uh andre three outcast yes (laughs) his work on sticker and step back makes sense in that context um which Mm -hmm. shout out to uh a very good mutual on twitter for pointing that out um but basically people hated the song and then they and then instead of just hating the song they latched on to this uh it's about shitting on other women um step back silly girl is lame whatever and then they started to try to blame Ryan June for it only to discover that he was he didn't not write the lyrics <laughs> he didn't write the lyrics he was literally on the music it's just, I... Yeah, it was just a lot of faux wokeness. Um, and also, I'm just going to say this. I listen to way worse shit as a hip-hop fan. So, like, <laughs> Step Back Silly Girl is is literally the most minimal, <laughs> like, misogynist shit I listen to <laughs> on a, like, daily basis. Shout out to French Montana. Um... <laughs> But beyond that, um, I like the song. I thought it was great. I hope that we get more from this unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it does work as a sister song to Don't Call Me. And also works as a sister song to Obsession. I want you, I want you. Listen, let me By tell you EXO. This. By EXO, yes, that song is top tier. Um, let me just say this. Before we get into the nitty and gritty. If y'all sit up here jamming out to uh, Nivea, Don't Mess With My Man, or uh, 
He loves uh he loves you not by uh the original dream. <laughs> P did his dream. Uh or girl fight by what's that girl's name? Girl he fight. Off the throw them throw them if y'all if y'all sitting up here, if you, listen, the K-pop fans that say this are the same K-pop fans that will put an edit of their faves with Megan's piano on it. Uh, and mm-hmm. she was not uplifting women in that one. She was talking about standing really? up for herself. Sorry, hoes hate me because I'm the it girl. And, and she didn't say like sorry hoes. No, she was like you sorry hoes hate me because I'm the it girl. That's not very uplifting to women. I'm just saying. Now you could feel how you want about the song, but understand y'all still jamming out to other music that have a long, not even that same message. Because the really the uh, step back is about a girl telling another girl you stepping too far, you stepping over the line, you need to step back. And you're living in a dream. It's never going to happen. Step back. While these other songs are like girl fight or whatever. And they're all, you know, they're all bops to me. But I'm like, y'all will sit up here and put Megan's song on here. Megan, Megan is just a baddie. I love her. But y'all will sit up here. Y'all don't have the same energy. Your, your energy is not consistent when it comes to that. If you're going to talk about step back and, you know, talk about how it's misogynistic, all this stuff. But then put Megan's piano where she's talking about sorry hoes hate me because I'm it girl. A song, a song uplifting herself because girls hating on her because she's it. She's like, I can't, I can't turn all this off. If y'all don't have that same energy for that, then maybe you shouldn't just be listening to music. <laughs> That's also, extreme. <laughs> I would just like to say that I embody that one viral tweet. I don't support <laughs> all women because some of you bitches are stupid. Oh no! Like I, 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 the I have been living in hell online dealing with dumb ass like discourse from other women since yesterday. So like, I say, a K-pop stands are really about that life. You know, the the true a hundred percent feminist. Now I believe in feminism. One women should have you know rights, all this stuff, equal opportunity for everybody. Period. But I'm just like, I would if you're gonna go with this. Uh, everything is positive. You cannot listen to any type of music because it's all yeah. in there. Like, in, yeah, go cat, go. Oh, um, I was gonna say, I think the issue lies, and I know we bring up age a lot on this podcast, but even not just age of the person, but how long they've been listening, like really listening and analyzing music. I think pe- when people enter. their woke era let's just say that there's a point where it's all or nothing to Mm. them and it's not nuanced and it's not you know that's the word yeah they don't think critically about certain things um because the real world isn't like that the real world isn't all or nothing so i think a lot of people especially on twitter are at that stage when it comes to these certain situations, it's like all or nothing. Go hard. You got to go hard in the paint with but it. But they don't think about, this is literally just a song. Do you well, know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I said earlier. It's like, hating this song doesn't improve the material conditions of women in Korea. So It, it, it really it. doesn't. And, and then they try to turn it to this big negative thing where it really wasn't. I'm not even going to bring that up. But they just try to bring it into like some scandal sort of stuff. And I'm just like, at the really end of the day, that. it's really not. And at the end of the day, if you're in a relationship, I'm going to say to the female K-pop fans, you're in a relationship and you're in a committed relationship. He, uh, he loves you or she loves you. And y'all are in this relationship and there's this 
person is trying to step in, step over your, uh, step into your personal space, step into your personal relationship and try to dismantle it or whatever they think they're about to do. But it's just annoying. You mean to tell me you would not step up for yourself and your relationship and say, you need to step back and you need to get out of my face with this. Like a lot of y'all be like, oh, if a girl ever do that, I'm gonna fight all this stuff. Okay, so that's okay. But in a song about a girl literally telling another chick, leave us alone. You're doing too much don't here. Don't call me, don't then, call me. Then, and then the boy is like, don't call me. All of a sudden it's like, oh, this is misogynistic, all this stuff. It's just, it, and I was, I'm not even gonna say this, I don't wanna get canceled, Jesus. But you mean to tell me you wouldn't step up for yourself? If anything, this song is about female empowerment. For me, it's like, it's a woman stepping up for herself and telling this other woman to step back because she's doing too much and she's living in this dream. And these types of women exist. Like, that's the other they thing do. too. Cause I seen a TikTok the other day that had over a hundred thousand likes of this girl saying basically that like, she doesn't care if she finds out a dude has a girlfriend, like, there's yeah. so many there's so many women that behave that way two things i want to touch on um while before i forget one thing that i didn't like about this is the way that it kind of infantilized the women in question it's like why is it that korean women specifically uh female idols are never allowed to act like aggressive like that um like like you mentioned the you mentioned you know the way that like obsession and don't call me are like you know telling these these the women they're no longer interested in to like go away you know Um, you waste my time but like they step back is essentially the same situation it's along that same thing for from the female perspective but it's not okay because it's a against women or something um also people had their expectations way too high anyways because sm never once implied that we were going to get some girl power okay that's something that i wanted to say because when the outrage first started happening first of all 4 a.m when it started happening (laughs) too early um i was like wait a minute did i Maybe I'm wrong. Did I miss something? And SM put out a statement that this is supposed to be like a girl power. We're all in this together type thing. And I just didn't see it because, you know, the timeline didn't allow me to. So I posed the question and people were like, well, it's girls on top, like Boa's girls on top. I'm like, okay, but that's not their full name. It's girls on top got the B. And I went back and I went into like the... their Twitter, their specific Twitter, and I saw the the release, the statement about the group, and I was like, this says nothing about girl power or anything like that. This, it literally said it's a song about a girl, a a woman talking about, like, her dude or whatever. Like, something along those lines. It was a song about a highly confident woman who is standing up for her lover who's standing up for her lover and in my mind i'm like how did you guys get to where you to this they wanted it to be and i asked i asked the question on twitter my question was did y'all just assume that this song was going to be like a whole yes they did they did (laughs) yes 
Like I, a lot I of assumptions were made. I just yes. didn't get how they how they got to that point because in my mind I I didn't think it was gonna be exactly what it is, but I thought oh, okay, it's probably, like, I thought it was just going to be praising her relationship. Like, my relationship is better than y'all's. Like, this is a perfect relationship. or Like, that type of song. That's what I got from it. Not Kumbaya yeah. girls it's, bring the boys out. I don't know. You know what I mean? The, the thing is, the thing is, fans want, or people, well, people's expectation for women is that they want a woman to be confident, but they don't want her to use her, they don't want to see confidence in motion. That's the thing. They don't want to see confidence in action. They don't want to see the words that a confident woman is going to say to you because they're not going to be all nice and, oh, I love you and all this stuff. No, it's like you're invading my space. You need to step back. And some people don't know how to deal with being told no. And a lot and that that's a whole nother conversation. But confidence, confidence figuratively is what stands want out of their face. But confidence in action is not what they want to hear. And because it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be, you. I'm setting this boundary. You have to respect it. Step back. You're going too far. And then people are like, oh, this is the great. Then they just transfer it to, they want to cheat a girls. We are sisters. We stick together. And they got, listen, you need to step back. And yeah. they don't like it. And honestly, Again, it just goes back to that weird infantilization because it's like, yes, why why did you feel the need or why is it acceptable for men to tell people to not mess with their like girlfriends or, you know, you know, full on like Don't every mess cage, with me. full on every K drama ever <laughs> has, you know, some sort of conflict between the first and second guy over the girl. <laughs> Yes. And that's fine, but the formula. You know, it's not okay if it's in if reverse. That's that. And Boa is I don't even I forgot how old she is. She's like 34, 35. And people are like, well, she didn't know the lyrics and this that you think Boa, oh, the God, woman really just do you think Boa, <laughs> the woman that built SM from the ground up, they shipped this woman to Japan at 15, 16 years old. With, she said she was sent on a train. She got off the train. They gave her a cab ticket and said, good luck. And she went to Japan and tore the industry up, sold millions of copies, and brought SM from the bowels of bankruptcy to where to now being a mid-sized company. <laughs> she brought them out of all that stuff, built SM. They credit her for all that stuff. The queen of freaking K-pop was able to expand K-pop outside of Korea by her darn self at before she was 20 years old. You think Boa, the queen of K-pop, y'all like to call her that all the time, does not know the, the lyrical content of a song and could not change it if she wanted to? Yeah, that was also very infantilizing, too, because it's like, like all that you said, plus Boa is a very high ranking member in the company uh, from the business side, too. So were like, they just talking about how many stocks that SM just gave her like a few months ago? And I'm just like, she has like, all she, this power. She's, she's been a part of the company from a production side and business side for a while now a while now so and, it's, and it's really producer weird. of songs she produced the aespa song i mean whatever lisa Ma listens to boa guys darling and I, 
Now, I can't really 100% speak for her. But what I can say is that I believe, I would like to believe she had some sort of uh, say in this whole process. She agreed to be in the unit. And I believe for a debut song, she would have some sort of say with everything that I just named about her, plus her position within the board of directors and her stakeholder. I would hope that she would have something. And I wouldn't if, like say, oh, she's a baby. She just didn't know. She is 30-something. She is a grown woman. I'll just say that. She is a grown woman. And I just wish people would just, I hate that, Tar. I really do. Yeah, I just, per- personally, that had to be the most bizarre reaction was like, can't believe there's no way that Boa approved this. I'm just like, um. And these are the why, same stands. Why not? That- Yeah, (laughs) but the thing is, these are the same stands that are quick to say Taeyong and I keep forgetting her. I'll just say Hyo. Does it call her Hyo too? Hyoyeon. The girl, yeah, Hyoyeon. They um, they're so so quick to say how uh, Taeyong and Hyoyeon are so savage and will just tell off SM like this, but then all of a sudden when it comes to this song, they had no control. Schrodinger's artist control. (sighs) They're so savage. They're so savage when they want them to be. But when it comes to doing something that they don't necessarily like, all of a sudden is they had no control. They had to do what the company said. I would hope that you have enough faith in the face to be like, they're grown women. They know what they're doing. Speaking of being savage, and just to pivot, since we kind of said everything there is to say about the song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of savage, um... I have a new Kwangya theory. Oh lord. Which I've already kind of said it before, but the more songs that come out by the men of SM, the more confirmation I feel about it. Which is that Black Mamba is a woman scorned, an AI woman scorned. And because Minho found out that she was fake and not a real woman she is now tearing down the universe as retribution for him breaking up with her and they can't just, <gasps> they can't unplug her they need espa <laughs> they need no they need novice that's my novice yeah, they need they need they need novice yeah novice and espa and so if we think about it from that frame point and that heartbreak is actually the beginning of Black Mamba's villain origin story. It makes sense that NCT got banished to that like fake reality because NCT are his sons. Can and... I add, can I add something to this real quick? Yeah. What if? Hear me out. <laughs> what if Black Mamba was novice 1.0? And something went wrong, and they were like, "We've created a monster." What you know, those twins from Mortal Kombat? One was cute, and other one had body, but then had the the locked off. (laughs) (laughs) Ironically, ironically, (laughs) Katrina and Melina. Katrina and Melina. One, I just remember she had the banging body, but then she had lockjaw. God dang it. What happened to you? Melina's. Yeah, <laughs> Melina. Melina you, I think it could be that. I see the connection. <gasps> oh, yeah. They could have Katana. My bad. Katana. Oh, Katana they could have yeah. created, you know, novice, whatever. 
And then one of them was like, fuck this shit. I'm out. Because that would that would explain explain why Novice is the only one that could get rid of the Black Mamba. Right? Yeah, because it's her previous form. It's either her previous form or her twin or something like that. And wow. Wow, wow, wow. All these theories, that is crazy because I remember, well, t- um, you know Tiff, right, Tara? Yeah. She was talking about um, how a novice was born in the, what's that music video by SES? Dreams Come True. Dreams Come, like that, you know, they had that little uh, birth out of like, almost like a Venus scene of like the, the flower opening up and there was like the being that was coming out of the flower. And Tiff was like, this is the birth of novice. I think, like you said, like Kat said, uh, Black Mamba was the first version. They didn't get it right. So they discard of her. And then the true birth came in Dreams Come True from SES. So she's been around this whole freaking time. Okay, so if so if we pontificate on that, uh, and instead of it being like a lover scorned, it's like a former a AI that was discarded, like Agent Smith from uh, The Matrix, or um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Marvel fans, this is basically the plot of the second Avengers movie, Age of Ultron. <laughs> um, <laughs> then that means that heartbreak is about Minho discovering the existence of Black Mamba. Cause you know, he's like, he's like calling in the phone booth and it's giving very much Neo discovering that he's inside the matrix. <laughs> I just want to point out that it was Changmin that was calling Taman and calling Minho and calling every old machine. Yeah, so then we have to bring in Devil, mm-hmm. uh, Chongmin's new song, which also, f- again, I, I keep coming back to like Black Mamba is mad at these men because. And then uh, Black Mamba, Black Mamba exploded the spaceship in Key's bad love. Yes, she is. She is on a rampage, and on that's why air. I'm like. Is this is she a lover of scorn or and like... she's she is because she's destroying relationships because that's why Taeyeon was stranded in from Key's um hate that they were she was stranded on that fucking meteor or whatever and Black Mamba was like you're in love fuck you and put her <laughs> over there no one's in love on my watch no one's in love. So who do we think Black Mamba is in love with? Is it Chongmin? Is it Minho? Like, who, Black Mamba who knows. is the original lover? I know. I know who it is. Who? Taman. In the idea video. Oh. You're my Masaya. You're my killing me. That voice. I know it's Boa's voice. That was Black Mamba right there. You know, he went to heaven, but he was alive in heaven. Like he tra- Black Mamba transformed him to heaven and he, you know, everybody was looking at him and all the stuff. He started dancing and then Black Mama left, you know, you know, Taman, like I say, is the dark lord of K-pop, right? So, in a sense, he would be a, a, I wouldn't say evil, but I'll just say evil for this. He is a evil. And then Black no. Mama is, what? I, I gotta say something. Oh my god. My brain oh god. just farted. Go, go, go. So, in Super M, I always thought in those teasers that Taman was a little off. I'm like, you, mm, 
y'all superheroes, <gasps> but Taman feels a little bit evil. What if Taman like was like fell in love with one of one of the novices or whatever? He's like, we like we could rule the world, you and I. Let's do it. And then novice went a little bit too crazy and a little bit too mm. far, mm. and he was like. Maybe um, we shouldn't have done this. And she's like, no, I'm powerful. Fuck you. That's you broke my strangers- heart. We were supposed to be in this together. That's where strangers came from. And also explains why Taman is summoning Espa at the end of the Super M video. Because it's oh, like, he's he's like he's, the novice. He, yes, because he realized that like, oh, shit, nobody knows what's going on except for me. Kind of like how in uh, uh, the Avengers movie when uh, um, he summoned uh, Captain Marvel. <gasps> That's exactly how it was. So t- Okay, so they were in love. Strangers happen. Strangers with memories, all that stuff. You know, criminal came out. And two, and two kids when and they were actually kids. like in love. We were That's just two it. kids too young and dumb. I didn't realize you were a crazy bitch. <laughs> oh my god cat big brain two kids came out and then you know we were two kids young and dumb and then criminal came out where he was like you know destroy me more and all this stuff i'm under your spell and all this and then you know uh strange with memories it's like he's trying to break out of the spell and he finally opened like he said the last lyric and idea was i finally opened my eyes he's at the top of the staircase he realized that you're my savior but then you're uh uh, you're my messiah, but then you're my you're killing me at the same time. And then she left his butt at the top of the staircases to heaven. <laughs> Shiny came back and said, "Don't call me." <laughs> Shiny is like protecting Taman and being like, "Hey, we're back now. Leave him alone. Like yeah, he's not yours stop, anymore. Stop doing this." And then heartbreak is like, "You keep trying to." Oh. She's trying to call Minho to get back with Taman. They said, don't call me. So she tried to get onto Minho's side because she knows how Minho is with Taman. And she's like, yeah. and then that's why he kept saying, you're just here for the heartbreak. Yeah, because she's just here for destruction. You're just here for destruction. You just want to break his heart again. And I'm not going to let that happen. Oh and my he's already called Aespa. And they're, you know, working with Novice 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, but she don't Chung-min know called her the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and then before all of this, the XOs was like, "You're obsessed." Before Taman realized how crazy she was, the XOs were from the other realm. They were from uh, Spotnik Twenty Seven, right? And they were like, "Oh, this 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 heifer is crazy." Oh my god! She's wait, obsessed. yo. Not to be an exotic, but what if Black Mamba is the original red people from Path Code? Oh my god, don't take it. We have Path Code in the past. And this is like, and this is like, it happen in this dimension. Okay, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. So, Path Code, weren't they like going to different cities in Path Code? Right, yeah. like London, all that place. What if, what if Black Mama was a uh, Carmen San Diego? Where <laughs> in the world is Carmen San Diego? Like, not like Red People, Red Force. Like, what if Black Mamba was the original Red Force, and that's why EXO knew what she was up to, and that's why they had the XXOs because <gasps> they were trying to 
you know, get back to the original. Because, you know, no. there's that theory in uh, that and don't mess up my tempo that everybody is actually in the box trapped by the red force. What? So, like, no. yeah. No, no, no. It's no. not that. It's EXO are the spawns from Black Mamba. You know how she's a twin well, to the novel? is. I mean, that's what I meant. XXO. So XXO is the red force that locked the XOs in Domain's yes. box. And yes. And then she... And then when they get to obsession, the XOs them broke out, and they're like, "You, yo, yo, master is obsessed with taming all this stuff. We ain't gonna let it happen." So they have a big old fight, and they dance off, and then Kai is showing his belly, and then the XXOs <laughs> win. And then no, but the XOs are still alive because they're on their way to save the and universe in their fight. ship. Yeah, and don't find no, the feeling. No, that's not the XXOs. That's the XOs. Yeah, that's are... the XOs. Yeah, that's oh, okay, so the XOs won or whatever it was. Yeah, like Kai's um, abs beat. Kai's <laughs> abs defeated. You know, you know at the end, you know at the end of um the end of Obsession where they do that neck break, the XOs turn into the XXO. I think that's when when transformation happened i think they left xxo in that realm right there that's why the planet was burning yes and so that so now they're on the ship and don't fight the feeling trying to get back to planet earth i got it so the xos them burnt they burnt that planet oh snap that was so bad. XO knew what was coming and black mambo was like we need we need to eliminate them somehow. And you know how they knew? Or... So, yes. So, Black you know? Mamba created the XXOs and have them trapped to try to control XOs, the XOs in the, in the via the Red Force. But here's the thing. You know how the XOs found out before everybody else? Because Kai, trying to protect his best friend, he transported. You know, he does that yes. transport stuff. He, he time he time jumped. He time jumped and saw what was going to go down. Yes. Back to the present. And he said, and then he tried to save Super M, but Tamer was already evil. So he had to go to the next level, you know, which was a obsession and try to fight the XOs because he saw what was coming down. Yes, Kai save his best friend because he used his um, teleportation to time jump and uh, mm hmm. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was where he realized what would happen in the future if he didn't stop Black Mamba. So when he came back to that original timeline to warn Taman and Super M, it was too late. It was too because late. Because Black Mamba had already had her claws yeah. in him. But he was already in the future future with mm-hmm. And in the yeah. future future, he was still trying to get some draws. So that's the listening to this Mad Kong, that is the clip. <laughs> he was trying to he was okay so let me reiterate again so Kyle time jumped to save his best friend and the reason he came back too late for Super M because before Taman was got got by Black Mamba is because when he went to the future future he started he was looking for some draws and he went and got some draws while he was singing that's why it took him so long because he was mm-hmm all up on the cityscape when he was trying to get back to tame and he, he, he you know he was just horny so <laughs> I, I feel mm, ah. <laughs> I feel like mm -hmm. um you know he, he was he was like in a cowboy world and then he was in like that other he was like looking all over 
He was mm. jumping from different places. He was looking all over. But I also feel like this is a good way to kind of do like Super M's origin story of how they came together. Because Kai's origin story would have been, I'm joining this group to save my best friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we got to figure out everybody else's. I feel like my kid would be whoa. like, I'm the leader. I'm not leaving you to do this alone. Yes. Beckham could see the future because of that, that brain scan that they had for his teaser. He he saw something too, like a little glimpse. He was like, I got to come together with Kai. We got to figure something out. And then Young was, uh he was shape-shifting. You know, he made multiples of himself. And then he was in the Romeo and Juliet of the 1990s with Leonardo DiCaprio. He was, he was in, he was in a Lerman scene. <laughs> we got to bring him into that. And then Tim was in another realm because he was in a picture and then he pulled himself into a picture. I think that was Beckyon's hand. No, that that was Kai's hand that pulled Tim into the picture. They had to go back and watch those because it was it was everything. Those were really well, well, well done. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a future episode. That would be another. That would be so cool to talk about that. But yeah, Super M came together to try to save Taman, but Taman because he was. I guess possessed or whatever by the black mom, but he was he was pulling all the strings. That's why he had the, those teasers where he was in everybody else's teaser because black mom was playing games with all of them. But I will say, Kai was being a good friend, but you know the mm-hmm, you know he had to get his some on. So. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, maybe it was okay. The my theory on Super M. Okay. Okay. So we've established that Taman is essentially in trouble. Taman is part of Shiny. Shiny wasn't around during this time because in the real in real world they were in the military. But I feel like in Minho was doing whatever he being an investigative journalist um, somewhere. <laughs> um, Key was stuck in space, and yeah, yeah. Onu was stuck in whatever world in blue, whatever world that and he was in. He was. was in uh, the water world. He, he was, was in the water world. He was in that world with Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yes, he was there. The um, so they weren't there. So I think that Kai was like, uh oh, we know, we like XO know. Kai and Beckham were like, we know what's going on because we saw what was coming. Kai's like, that's my best friend. I gotta go help him. Beckham's like, you're not doing this by yourself, pal. Um, and then they get together and then they're like, okay, who else do we need? So I don't think that, I think. We might have it wrong that Taman was the one that brought them all together. I think they all came together to save Taman. to save him and kind of be like because at the end of the day, I think from the first culture humanity thing, it was like shiny or like the five shining lights or whatever. They could yeah. be the tool to ultimately end Black Mamba because Taman was the source, not the source, but kind of the reason why this even happened. So they're like, yeah. we got to get him out of here. We got to help him. Who do we need? Okay, we need all these other people. They form the group. They're like, hey, pal, how are you? How are you doing? Are you in some shit? Do you need help? And that's how Super M most likely came together. And at the end, Taman called Espa because he's like, y'all, we can't do this alone. We've been trying to do this alone for a minute. It's not working. Yeah. and Bring and, the girlies. And because, you know, in the Super 1 MV or not super one uh in the uh one mv mm-hmm. 
it was very clear that they were losing the battle, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, the whole world Kame scaling the uh, <laughs> skyscrapers by yes, himself. His friend, yes. <laughs> Everybody like bleeding green blood. Yeah. It was not going well, but they showed it look good, but they, it was not going well. They were dressed up as some freaking Boy Scouts, <laughs> Scout leaders. But yeah, they they tried. That was that bit. You saw the picture of Super M. Someone had um, they put the what was it? The in, what not? Is it in game? Marvel in game? That last film that they had. Um, I think it wasn't was it Spider Man. No, it was the what? Well, uh, the Avengers? Not the Avengers in game. Mm-hmm. What was that? Yeah. So they had a, a picture of Super M in their their scout leader outfit. Uh, oh, that's cool. And, it was superimposed on like the destruction in the back of the, the Avengers Endgames or movie. I hope don't don't come for me. I don't know all the Avengers, movies. Um, but um, it looked like a war zone in the background, and the Super M was just tired, and they were just like, Ugh, and all that stuff. So I think, like you said, they were losing the battle. They tried their hardest. They had been if all of them were now infected um, or with the Black Mamba, and you know because of the green goozing from them and all that stuff. But they showed it look good. But like I said, Taman had last Hail Mary. I got this new, this new fresh light that's coming. I think they have a connection to novice. I'ma call for them, and that's what he did at the end of the video. And then they came in, dip it low. <laughs> and then that scene in Black Mama with Karina and what's the model's name? Where the, I think she I think yeah. she was the black mamba. Where she they tried to possess Karina or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what if Karina is possessed by the black mama now. Like in that movie, you remember her eyes went all black, like it was like I miss my uncle Charles. Oh god. Oh my god. What a reference. You're not even from the Midwest, man. I'm supposed to make that reference. But you saw those eyes get all black and they remind you about Uncle Charles. Oh gosh, shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, anyways, <laughs> basically, I thought that that, because it was zoomed in on Karina's eye, that that was mm-hmm. actually her showing her fear and nightmare of what would happen if they don't succeed. Yeah, oh. I thought that too. I thought, like, I think Karina being the center of, um, of Espa, I think she has the most connection to novice and black mamba so she knows she has a lot of, at stake it could have been a vision from if novice. they lose because she's the yeah. leader of espa so she has that connection oh i could see that yeah that's another way of looking at it too and she could see what could happen if they do not defeat it or if they don't get their connection what back are their to- roles i know they have different roles i know one someone's a rock it's Karina. Okay. <laughs> Rock and punch. <laughs> Rock and punch. Oh my God. Who, um, who's the one with the gun? Oh, Winter. Winter, of course, she got to have the gun. She's like, who's But yeah, but I think Black, Black Mamba got Taman. The reason she centered on to Taman was because, I don't know if Kat said that, because Shiny was away. And his sort of that connection was gone because they were away. Mm, you know what? Work. So he was by himself, and uh, and this is not to say his real life, y'all. This is just 
taming the singer in the Kwanya world. But he was by himself doing his best, you know, making all this music, and he was in a vulnerable position. So Black Mamba got to him in the in the form of love. No, what I was going to say is, what if Black Mamba knew that she was going to be deleted um, in place of the, you know, novice 2.0? So she looked at, like, people she could potentially, you know, latch on to to survive. And she saw that Taman, you know, one of the five lights, so he has all this immense power um so she went to him directly like oh if i attach myself to one of the five lights then i'll be able to live forever and what other way to try and gain strength exactly attach yourself to the original sm ace yes so and then she 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 knew if shiny were together they would punch her down they would get her down yeah but, so um, when shiny so came she back she waited there... for that opportunity for them to be gone to their different worlds and for him to be in Kwanya by himself the original ace and she connected to that mm-hmm. yes i feel like she it Ooh. might have they might have even like connected even before like shiny left to do their own thing I think it might have been, like, for a while. Not, like, the romantic part, but I feel like she was, like, I don't want to do whatever I was created for. And it was, like, I need to find some way. This lady's smart. This lady's smart. She is. She had to break out. And what other way to break out of the mold of what you were made to do and do something different? Then to move. When so, <laughs> so what move. It, okay, so so now I'm rethinking my lover scorned thing and I'm actually it's like maybe it's both. It's like both she is scorned because she expected Taman to go with her, but uh-huh. also um she always had the intention of taking over the universe, and that's why they wanted to delete her. Oh, maybe. <gasps> Ooh. You know, they say, like, someone always has... It's like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. One is always evil when yeah. there's twins. And novice was one novice was like, yay, I'm happy to be here. The other one was like, I want crying in emo, part. cries in punk rock. <laughs> yeah. And was like, wait a minute. I can be all-powerful. That is... Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. I think... I think it's um I'm trying to just think because I I don't know where like Kat said I don't know where they would connect it beforehand. Like I'm just thinking like I was saying no way to you know break out of the mode like Taman broke out of the mode with move and that would be like he was moving like a freaking serpent in the whole music video. He was all fluid and all that stuff and she saw an opening and then he came out with want. And they had snakes in it. Got I don't think that I don't think that Black Mamba like was Black Mamba like right out the gate. I think that oh okay, that's novice one point oh. Novice one and they were like, oh okay, and they could have like met and become friends, and then through that, you know, some things were like changing, and then eventually Black Mamba got to the point where they wanted to become Black Mamba or became Black Mamba as a consequence of what they were doing. 
Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ooh, that sounds. Oh my gosh, this theory is just going everywhere. Joy, I love it. To the and listeners, please write all this down because we will forget. We will forget every single. I won't forget, but I will. <laughs> yeah. It's but, it's on it's on the dome because this is actually like a really good story if you think of it, it from that standpoint and i'm sure that somehow sm will steal all of this from us and not pay us exactly Uh, um so are we going through the actual songs like we were trying to connect step back to don't call me but don't call but again it doesn't like you said it didn't have to be a romance thing so don't call me well is don't call me about romance or just like getting rid of a well i mean don't call me is obviously about you know if we're if we're theorizing it as a part of this Kwangya universe, then then don't call me is about them trying to get Black Mamba to stop contacting Taemin. Um, and then waste my time. That's my. Favorite. And then step back is about the women of SM telling Black Mamba to you know leave him alone. From you live in a dream. Our men, and she does live in a dream where she thinks she can rule the universe. So Taman did try to escape in idea, but it didn't work. I would even reason to say that he started to like realize what she was up to in criminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Criminal, but he was still Cause under he, her spell. Cause he, cause he, I feel like criminal, if, if criminal is in this, Kwanya universe then it's Taman realizing that Black Mamba actually got him to do some really fucked up shit aka is criminal about Taman realizing what he did to his fellow Super M members that's what I think I think that he was kind of like I fucked up and I should probably be punished for what I've done but you know what I'm trying to make it up to everybody (laughs) I called Aspa it's fine Listen, I did. I did my best. I called Espa. Um, <laughs> I think criminal is his guilt about going along with what Black Mamba wanted for so but, long. But he was still under the spell because he was like, "Destroy me more." But that he, big crescendo, that big. But he still felt. Song. But he still felt guilty. I, I think he like, understands that something is wrong here. Something's but off. I can't, something is off here, off. and I off. I cannot. How many are I I know it's it's like something is off, and I know it's you, but I can't get away from you for some reason. Like he's still torn. Then idea came out, and he was like, "You're my you're my savior, but you're also killing me." And then at the end, like you said, I opened my eyes. So that was his escape right there. Open your eyes, Gianni. Open your eyes. Uh, open your of- rice. Oh oh, speak- <laughs> open your rice. Um, speaking of NCT, I still stand by my thought process that Black Mama trapped NCT in a fake reality. And that is the- that through the process of the universe teasers, they're starting to wake up to that reality being fake and yeah they That's- they uh they, okay so black mama kidnapped the ncts and then they woke up in a in a, a kung fu movie with kick it <laughs> they just started <laughs> well, they, well was- no because nct 127 had save which is like 127 basically saying like somebody come pick us up 
And mm-hmm. so it's like from home, right? It's like we know we're not where we are isn't reality and we're just trying to get back to the real world. So basically Black Mamba left NCT in a floppy disk because <laughs> that's what much. it looks like. <laughs> Pretty much. She's like, I'll yeah. deal with y'all later. There's too many of y'all right now. I can't keep track. <laughs> it's too many of y'all. Y'all just like, oh, just put, just save them in the, uh, a oh floppy God. disk. Oh my God. Okay. Is NCT like novice's way to like just do like a blitz attack on Black Mamba is like I'ma send as many niggas. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a good thing because Probably. you know how you know how we said Black Mamba uh uh made duplicates, made XXO. <sighs> Novice raised the stakes and said I'ma raise you twenty more dudes and just multiply them. <laughs> Go get her, <laughs> and they all can do different things. So good luck to you. And they yeah, all so her only things. so Black Mama's only thing that she could do is to trap them in put them a all, different universe. Yeah, she, put them all, she put them all in the floppy disk, and then she inserted the floppy disk on a different planet, and then they all came out and started. You know, they started training them in military units. So dream is training. Once you know, seven that is training. kind of makes sense too, because if they are indeed like you know in a quote-unquote matrix that the black mamba has created to keep them occupied the hacker NCT <gasps> concept begins to make sense oh i'm so upset try- about that they're trying to hack their way into way black mamba to get out yes and i think she can feel them trying to hack her their way in so say she put them on the planet with a whole bunch of computers and then they started looking good and training and then they trying to hack into her. Okay, <gasps> here's my here's my theory. <clears throat> I think that Novice's plan was to like bombard Black Mambo with, you know, just men after men after men, I wish. Um, <laughs> so she created waves like the NCTU, then NCT127, and then NCT Dream, and then Wavy, but she started realizing that Black Mamba was like, okay, these waves are coming and I defeat them for, for a little while, but they keep coming back and they keep coming back. And now I, there's too many. The best way to conquer, because I can't beat them all together at once. Plus I got, you know, Espa on my ass. I got all these people on my ass. I can't. Let me separate them as best I can. And I think that's why the members the nct members that ended up in super m ended up in super m because they were put together <gasps> this other unit was put together these people were, were put together but before she did that nct was like something's coming something's coming because she's not backing down they were like we need to find a way to communicate with each other how do we do it they do it through dreams and they do yes! it through the whistles yes so they had that contingency plan and black mom was like y'all are going different places they all went different places but they still are able to communicate with each other um taeyong and um taeyong and friends (laughs) went to super m to try and help kai and baekhyun and um everybody else is kind of trying to figure out like we know this is wrong we know we're not where we're supposed to be but we need to figure out a way to get back to where we need to go and you know what notice that the super m members are not in the from home unit Mm -mm. (gasps) wait (laughs) wait 
Tell, okay, wait, explain this to me, explain this to me. Okay, and I also feel like as time, like I, as time goes on, they can kind of, I don't think if it's astral project to where the other, if they have like a strong enough connection, they can astral project to where the other members are. And that's why you get Hedgehog and Mark being everywhere. Cause they probably, they could have the strongest connection and be like, okay, we need to go check on these people right now. We need to go check on these people right now. We need to <gasps> Wait, bring messages and stuff like that. I think Tara, we cracked the code. You cracked the code. We were locked in the glass. <laughs> okay, I'll just type another thing. Who cracked the code? Like that's kind of like at the end of it all, like with everybody's help, that's how t uh Shiny was singing. Crack the code. <laughs> we cracked the code. <laughs> Just cracked the code all night. But yeah, I think that's the NPT <laughs> portion. Yay! Um, I think that's the NCT version of what's going on there. Because that's the You're that's a the genius, Kat. You're a genius. That was just I was just like, I love this theory. It's since so because Mark is a member of Super M, so he probably really does have the most powers. He has the most connection. He can connect to like everybody, all of the, I'm going to say units that are in different places. And mm -hmm. he's like, he can feed that back and be like, okay, you guys, this is what's going on. And like the from home yeah. unit is stuck here and this is what they need to get out. Mark this is, what is the Harriet Tubman of- Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Happy Black History Month, y'all. Happy Black shout History Month. And also shout out to Mark, who released Child uh, recently. I thought it was great. Um, hear more about it on the NCT podcast. Yes, I'm so proud of him. I am so proud. Well, you know, I'm sorry. We'll, we can talk about that later. But yeah, I'm just so proud of him. Um, these theories are just taking me on a journey, child. Yeah. Can I right. say my theory about Shiny right now and moving forward? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that Taman being in the military, like, I think that's him going into hiding because I feel like Black Mamba is probably at some point thinking, I, I need him back. She's got to target him specifically. And I think that when Shiny comes back, um, or they come back as a unit, it'll be like the one of the final battles. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It'll be like the battle when Sh when they all come back as a group. It'll be like this is the final battle. We're going to fight everybody from SM. I guess is going to be on on Novice's side, and they're going to get together and. You know, defeat yes. Black Mamba. I think I am. I think Shiny is the key. To be honest, they are because they have the master key, and oh. keep them. <laughs> and and because they are the five lights, and only Shiny can summon the fifth light. Exactly. <gasps> yes, the the true key. The moon key is once they once they get together and they hold hands in a circle. So that in a circle. They hold hands in a circle and they sing Diamond Sky. 
And then oh my God, all of that cry. comes down. And it, it and that's how we defeat the true black mumble. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And Great yes. job, everyone. In roll credits, hire, <laughs> SM hire us as your writing staff for the eventual oh uh, SMCU movie number one. <laughs> um, we've talked for an hour, so is there anything else before we wrap up? I cannot wait for what Shiny is going to bring in 2022. I want Minho's album. I hope he's giving the same vibes as Heartbreak. I think that's what we're going to get, Grown and Sexy. I'm just excited for this year and what is to come with um, with the men, with the um, shiny boys, because I feel like it's going to be up a notch. Yeah, I think Jinky's on deck to go first. Um, mm-hmm. I know that uh, shawls are stupid, and ah! <laughs> continue to cry on the timeline about lack of info, but what will release? Oh yeah, the, today was Hazel. Don't worry about it. Okay, because he, he was... will he will release the album when he's good and ready. Like you should know by now, that shiny will not put out anything that they don't a hundred percent believe in. Like so. I always say, shiny does not half ass it. They put the whole ass in. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like we can't we can't you know you can't brag about them being perfectionists and wanting to put out quality music and the music that we enjoy and then say well the music isn't coming out fast enough well is hello it's not up Come to on. you ma'am it's up to Onu and what what he wants to do but I agree yeah. Hazel I'm excited to see what's coming in 2022. Whether it's music, whether it's variety, whether it's acting, whatever it is, whatever it is, whether it's a vlog, whether it's an Instagram post, whether it's them breathing in my direction, I'll take it. Wait, wait, what if the next thing we get from Key is Key finally gets back from space and works with Espa to fight black mamba are you talking about a key and espa subunit yes don't get my hopes up like that why would you do this to me i'm still looking out for the more at least at least key featuring karina i need that i why would you key featuring ning winter or winter winter key featuring espa Key feature in Espa would be amazing. Um, also, another feature for Espa, Jew Honey, the undeniable president it of to the me Mai. At some point, I will lose my goddamn mind. The president <laughs> of the Espa fan club. The president of the Espa fan club that has been repping the girls since day one, since Next Level came out. He has been repping the girls, singing it at every chance he gets to represent. The Black Mamba, he's been that. I want a, I not even like a feature on this song, but if he could write some like rap lyrics for Giselle or for Karina, if he could just produce a song, I think that would be amazing to see. Or if they let men back in the MVs and he can play their boyfriend. That ain't no, ever gonna happen. That ain't never gonna happen. You know, you know that's We've the whole moved, other story. K-pop has moved past 
having men and women together (laughs) interaction unless Uh, it's you know or unless it's taming or key because key has women that's what i'm saying we're talking about anyways uh speaking of uh non-kwanya related inter uh sorry (laughs) um opposite gender interaction congratulations uh uh Don and Hyuna. Yes! I'm only bringing this up because I hope it sets a good precedent for more idols to be in relationships together and for it to be normalized and not criminalized like it is. Yeah, that is a true, like, just the fact that I don't really like, you know, some relationships are really cute and their relationship is so cute, but the whole kerfuffle around their relationship just makes this, what we see now, just so much sweeter. Because it, forget Cube, uh, I almost say the F word, but forget them. Cube. <laughs> because to he, to fans not wanting their phase in relationship but putting all these romantic fantasies on their phase but not wanting to see them in real relationship and the fact that they heeded to that and kicked them both out of the company with no word Hannah was like you haven't even given me a meeting or anything and then they signed with p nation thank god for Cy, and um are doing the darn thing, making the music that they want to do, doing the aesthetics that they want to do, and are just being happy. And now they're engaged. I just love that whole timeline to really come back from the ashes and rise higher. I think we're a long ways away from that, but it's good to see something moving in a positive direction. Yeah, and it's not like this isn't the only relationship that we have. You know, we have other people who are married or have babies on the way and, you know, in K-pop. So I think it's gradually just going to become more normal, especially with international fans. Like, I don't care if they're in a relationship, but there's a lot of them have drunk Kool-Aid and they're just like, no, no. iFans iFans collectively asking if Mrs. Strongman can fight. (laughs) <laughs> at every moment honey I'm not worried no. about this coming can Minho fight? <laughs> I want to know Child, because listen uh, Mrs. Chungman she's gonna have it's not us she's gonna have to just realize that she is in a relationship with Chungmin and Minho is there too I mean she's gonna have to deal with that <laughs> Minho is letting it be known I love they're so cute but yeah it's it's. I don't I, you know I don't know what this whole I don't know how I don't know how fandom is going to evolve from this point. It's either going to get better or it's going to get worse. And I think it's there are signs both. Yeah, I think there are signs that at the end of the day, if if a man is is married and has a kid, what are you going to do about it? Is it uh, especially if it's in a very popular group? I think um, what has been happening is going to make people a little more accepting, but then at the same time, it's going to make people a little more resentful and reluctant to see in their phase in relationship yeah. but like it's you said it'll be both yeah it'll be both and i'm sure that people will find a way to be fucking weird about it um considering... i personally can't wait until shiny gets married and starts having babies i will have the time of my life 
I will have the time of my life. Now, not, now I'm not expecting them to like, you know, share photos and stuff, except kids. I want the registry. If he, like, if he has a child, that child's going to have a whole, he said his child's going to have his own Instagram page and all that stuff. But um, I would just hope that they're happy. Like a fan should be. Just hope that at the end of the day, your faves are happy and um, are in a healthy relationship and they have healthy children and you don't stress out their pregnant wives or, or them if they get pregnant with your bull on the internet because you can't accept reality when we all live in it. You want to deal with this fantasy world of K-pop not really realizing that you're standing real people. I just would want my faith to be healthy and I couldn't live with myself if I acted up so horrible that it affected the child of my faith. Health? child some people don't know how to some people don't know how to really disconnect and and separate the real life from standing because they're so deep in it i would never want to put anyone especially someone that i say i like and enjoy their content and music put their child's health at favor because i want to throw a tantrum on the internet and it's not even just the tantrum internet. It's people actually finding their spouse or finding their spouse's family and talking down and doing all this stuff and stressing out their pregnant wife. How dare you? I'm sorry. That, I'm sorry. I just want to know, like, this is a genuine question to fans that think like this, that think that an idol has a duty to not date and not get married and all this stuff like that. At what point are they allowed to be human like at what point in your mind are they allowed to be human when they're 80 when they're on their death like when (laughs) when can they be human i'm so happy that chongman finally was able to find like because the way that the girls were out here in the streets for tvxq Mm mm-hmm Fight. Yeah. Yes. That's I thought that they would be like unfortunately just never able to <laughs> just like still fucking pushing like- around like a stroller with a dog in it. Oh, I no, think that's- don't say that again. That's my fault. I shouldn't have said it, but I use that as the prime example. But I did like the fact that one of the fans messaged or sent a message to Chimene after uh they found out they were getting married because uh, they said literally when I when we found out you were, when I found out you're in a relationship I knew that was going to be the person that you were going to marry because you told us if if you ever revealed your relationship to us then that was someone that you would marry and I like that sort of support from fans. Living reality, you got fans who have are married and have kids don't want their forty year old face to get married. I How long will you hold on to the fantasy? I think with like Cassie and Charles and you know, else and things like that. I think it comes with the, there's a benefit to having your fans grow up with you. Mm. Um, for example, like in our specific fandom, most shells that I know are in their late twenties, thirties, forties. And we understand the concept of, okay, you know, we are also at that age. So I think there's a benefit of having fr- fans that can grow with you because we're all at that point where it's like get fucking married like love go find a girlfriend please please, please. go date somebody like i'm did tired you, of you did you, you look lonely tweet? are you okay i got a thing and i can call her i think i don't know if i sent a tweet out but i was thinking about sending i may have sent it out where i was like yeah, all these dating scandals and meanwhile i'm over here waiting for my face to have one. for real <laughs> speaking of 
think about the material. Do you know how bad Taman is going to croon on a song when he finally gets in a relationship? For real. It's going to be, that's all we're going to get. There's Sorry, y'all. And I'm just, we got eyes, nose, lips from Taeyong. This is what I'm saying. The thanks hit of the to, century. Yeah, thanks to his relationship with Yodin. Like, y'all, we are missing out. <laughs> Oh, some good music because you want to have because you a girl who only lives in dream because you want because <laughs> you want to act up and live in this darn fantasy world. You missing out on some darn good music for some real life experiences. Jong Hyun has some real life experience. That's it, Jong Hyun. Jong Hyun. Jong Hyun has some real life experiences, and it reflected in his darn movie and not his movie, his darn li- his music. Like his life, his movie, his, his music. Life, his movie. It reflected. <laughs> there we go. It reflected in his art. You cannot tell me you did not listen to She Is and some of these songs, Cocktail, Moon, uh, say Aurora. Are you kidding Aurora, me? Aurora, um, uh, dress ups, a suit up, and not think this man wasn't out there with 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 in some relationships. That's truth. That would be some truth. Y'all be talking about. Stands to talk about music and how they want their face to be so authentic with their music and have all this stuff. You're missing out on some authentic music from some real life experiences because you don't want your face to have real life experiences at 35. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not even uh, then, lad, 28. <laughs> at 28. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so, we- yeah, we're doing songs of the week. So, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's time for the best segment of the show. It is time for a shiny song of the week. Cat, what is your shiny song of the week? So we were talking about Don't Call Me, like, ill girl, get away from me. And we were talking about Step Back. That was like, ill girl, get away from me. <laughs> so I thought I'd bring it back and be like, let's talk about a girl that's desirable that I want to think about all the time and it's going to be Shiny's dream girl yes yes the song the moment the movement the perfection there will never be another like her never be another like I'm telling you that's that's on my list of quintessential k-pop songs that you need to listen to that literally change the games and have this like full sound to it I love dream girls can't get enough of that so, Tara. Oh, you done, Kat? Yes. Tara, what is your shiny song of the week? My shiny song of the week comes from the same year, but a different oh. album. Oh. AKA the time that Shiny fucking never slept and made so much goddamn music. Good. I mean, was wild. <laughs> um, it is Symptoms. From Ooh, everybody in the album, aka, remember earlier when you're like Shiny puts their whole ass in songs? <laughs> it's the way that Jong Hyun put his whole ass in this song, oh. and the rest of Shiny delivered. Can I just say, I am still not to this day. It is 2022. I am still not over symptoms. You know, like when you listen to a song and it's like super, you're super in it, and eventually you're like, okay. Let's move on. I am still in 2013 with symptoms. The the chorus, the fucking bridge, like, yeah, 
that was like, ever. That was a moment. What the f man, Jong Hyun, Kim Jong Hyun, Kim Jong Hyun. How I dare you? Song was called dead ass serious. Like he was, he was that. <laughs> Very serious. <laughs> what a damn song. It like, is a song. I'm sweating. Like, you know how the stands always do their stupid bullshit with like, oh, SM vocals, whatever. I, whenever that happens, I just wait patiently for the symptom stages to pop up. Did you see that darn thread where they were like, SM doesn't even do live vocals. They, they, they can't sing live. And the whole quotes were nothing but shiny. Yeah. Because like their mics are always on. All right. right. Hazel. Yes. What is your shiny song of the week? Okay. So I made a playlist this week that's simply titled Why I Love Music. And it's basically songs that I listen to that just may remind me of why I love music. And on this list was a few shiny songs. And the one that I have at the top of the list, because lately it's just been getting to me, is Yellow Tape by Key. You break my breath away. You break my breath away. Breathe in. Breathe out. Like, that song just... I've I've been listening to a lot of Key songs lately, and they just resonate with me. I love his music and his taste. And um, this song right here has just been on replay, replay um, for <laughs> all this week. And it just, it's a, my, my list is really good. I need to share this with y'all. It's a really good list. Um, and yeah, so Yellow Tape Key, check out his Bad Love album. I'm supposed to be getting his, um, the LP sometime next month. I'm so excited about that. But yes, Yellow Tape, love that song. All right. Um, I'll just say where y'all can find us since we don't have um, the usual folks this episode. Uh, y'all can follow us over on Twitter at the Shiny Print, a Black Shawl podcast. Um, you can find us on Instagram at the Shiny Print Pod, and you can also find us on Facebook at the Shiny Print, a Black Shawl podcast. Uh, <laughs> Can I say something? Yeah. Last thing, be on the lookout for more of our episodes because we have this, we're, we're collecting a list of future episodes that we're going to talk about. And we're going to be talking about Shiny, of course, but just in different perspectives, different ways. I'm excited to share my list with every, you know, everyone on the podcast. So if you have not subscribed to our Patreon, please do that because we will have exclusive episodes coming up in the next month or so. Uh, that will not be shown anywhere else, and they're going to be just different, different unique ideas surrounding Shiny and K-pop. So I'm just excited to share this with everyone, and we're excited to take these episodes because they're going to be super fun. We're going to be covering dramas and uh, the cringe ones too. <laughs> I hope to. Well, Tar won't be there. But I hope to cover a specific drama that was cringeworthy about around Tainan. So um yeah, just just be on the lookout for that. Yeah, too. shout out to our current patrons on Patreon. Um, we have episodes coming, we promise. There is content on there, but there will be even more going forward. Yes. Um and with that, see y'all later. Bye.
Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.